0: Well, folks, you are listening to the Biscuits and Gravy Show. My name is Jason Kirtman. About 17 miles away from me, just down the road in the the lovely Land of Oz, is uh, my good friend Rich Merrick. And, of course, Rich Merrick and I were talking before the show about why I call Alamogordo the Land of Oz. And, uh, yeah, Rich... Were you going to say something?
1: (laughs) Yeah, so, yeah, uh, it all has to do with the mountains that are pictured. uh, Yeah, the Sacramento uh, Mountains. Exactly.
0: Yeah, if you watch The Wizard of Oz, and you see the scene where the witch is talking to, I think, the flying monkeys, and there's a mountain range in the background, and, and they're very sharp and pointy. Well, that, that painting, that backdrop, was done based on the Sacramento Mountains, from the view from Las Cruces, New Mexico. So from that view looking over on the other side of the Sacramento Mountains, about oh what, about 40 miles, is uh, Alamogordo, New Mexico, which makes us the Land of Oz
1: right so and as you as you come through the pass and if you're at you're at the top of the pass there you can actually see alamogordo 40 miles away
0: yeah you can it's quite a quite a view it really is and it's beautiful and then you can look out and see the white sands of course the white sands you can see not only from that view but uh coming back from cloudcroft or even up in the mountains around ridoso um if you get the right vantage point up on the mountains you can look down and see white sands and it's absolutely gorgeous if you've never seen white sands or don't know what it is google it google the images you it's i don't know exactly how many square miles do you
1: no i don't off hand should
0: know but i don't uh it's just it's white gypsum that is it, it's so it's a particle that's i think it's finer than sand actually
1: yeah, gypsum's, a, a, of course, a, if you want to talk about gypsum, that, that's what's in your drywall. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's gypsum board. Now, I know they
0: don't harvest the gypsum for drywall from white sands. Where do they get that from, do you know?
1: You know, I'm not sure offhand, but gypsum's, a, a, it, it's a mineral that's plentiful. I mean, it just happens to be that lake lacero you know where where white sands originates at it just happens to be a dry lake and the winds blow across it and of course blow the sand and that's what made the the, the dune fields you know is over you right. know millennium of that happening that's what made the dune fields but i know there's mines there's gypsum mines yeah so i it's know kind of that worth. it's a, a natural mineral yeah
0: um there out at white sands there's there are different species of animals that are only home to white sands, you can't find them anywhere else in the world. Um, I know there's a lizard, and of course there's the famous pupfish. Right, right. Have you ever seen a pupfish? I have
1: never seen a pupfish.
0: I, I got one on you, Rich. I've seen a pupfish. I and, s- and yeah,
1: that that goes for another one of our natural wonders right here in this area. You know the Melpies too. They have some specific um, creatures that crawl around the Melpies that are only found. I, I won't say not. Found just in the melt but only found in lava flows.
0: Okay, uh, you're talking about the um, the the lava rocks, uh, right? Right. Fi- what, what's the the term for the park up there? Field of I want to say field of fires. Uh, uh,
1: That's valley of fires.
0: Valley of fires. That's an amazing place. When you drive through there, you will look like you're going through some. Well, you are some badlands. You know, you, there's there's no way you can just. You you can't run a sprint across those those fields. You can't <laughs> no you know, way cut yourself to shreds. Uh, but it is very beautiful. And on the other side of that, of course, we have uh, a species of animal that was imported. I think late fifties, early sixties. The gazelles, right?
1: Well, yeah, right. So you know that um, the oryx, the oryx, the, the yeah,
0: that's what I was the, trying to.
1: The oryx, the gazelle, um, I think the antelope that are on White sense that are on the range itself mm-hmm. most of those were imported well i know the oryx and the gazelle for a fact were imported from africa uh right after world war ii so right uh, uh, the the generals at that time and the the well-to-do you know they thought oh those are cool animals and we got a place we can put them in the desert there in new mexico and that's how they, th- they got there
0: and they thrived yes they they've did. done very well there and uh i had the chance sometime back, Michael Shinneberry uh, I was with him and a few others and we got to take a private tour of uh, White Sands we were going back uh, with this lady Miss um, Brady, we were going back to visit the ranch that she lived on as a child and when they were doing the nuclear testing uh, the atomic testing I should say uh, they, they, the government took her land and the ranch from their family kicked them off and yeah uh, we got to she uh, she had permission to go back there I think about once every few years and visit her old old homestead when she was a child and she was allowed to take a certain amount of people with her uh she told Mike he could come and bring a couple of friends and Mike Mike uh invited me and uh it real treat I mean you can go out to see the Trinity bomb site twice a year Right, and, and anybody can do that. When you go, it's crowded. You have got a long line of cars to follow. People go out there. That's a historical site, and it's very. Have you been out there?
1: I have. I've been out there a couple times. It's
0: amazing to see the uh, the glass. There's a name yeah.
1: for it. Uh,
0: um It's on the tip of Tr- my tongue. Tr- Trinitite. Trinitite still laying on the ground that was created from the blast, still laying out there. Of course, you can't touch it or pick it up and put it in your pocket. It's against the law. Although it is funny, once you leave about a mile down the road, there's several people that sell it in roadside stands. Yeah, uh, and, and there's stories about how they acquired theirs. Usually, they inherited a lot of it from. I, I spoke to one lady. Her father worked on the, on the bomb site. When he died, he had boxes and boxes and boxes of it in his basement. Um, right. And so she inherited that, and she's making a living off of it. Yeah. And uh, you you can you can find it on eBay too.
1: Oh yeah. You you talk about, you know, the, the homesteads that were taken by the military yeah. here, you know. Um it's and it's very interesting. Uh, um I, I don't know if you know this or not, but I was I spent the last three and a half years of my military career stationed here at Holloman Air Force Base with yeah. a helico- arm, with an army helicopter unit. And one of the things we did at Christmas during the Christmas season was it was time to go out and clean up the range we had to go pick up the targets from the aerial targets from uh the air force doing gunnery you know and all that kind of stuff and almost in every one of those canyons um that you can see uh, and the ones you can't see but every canyon out there there's a homestead sitting in it oh i don't doubt it and and the stories that I've been told and what I've heard is that basically those people walked away from them places and they're no different than they were a hundred years ago when they walked away from them, you know. Yeah. And and it's crazy, you know. Um, I did have a really cool experience uh, during a change of command. The new general that was coming on wanted to see Pat Garrett's place. Uh, you know, Pat Garrett had a ranch um, just up right around the San Agustin Pass, right in that general area. Oh, there. okay. Um. I, I can't tell you exactly because I, I, I can't remember exactly right. where it's at but we flew to it we picked the general up at white sands we flew out there there's not much left it's uh it's pretty pretty well uh, the the elements have taken it there's uh-huh. still a foundation you can still see where the ranch was at but it was kind of cool you know it was, a, it was a for me I'm a big history buff so oh, yeah you and I, you both. I, I I was excited, you know. I was oh, I excited just to, just to be there and see it, you know.
0: So it was really cool. Pat Garrett, the sheriff that killed Billy the Kid, so they say. So they say that that could be another whole other show right there. Oh, without a doubt. Do you do you think Billy the Kid was was killed as the history books say it does? Yeah. Can I put you on the spot? Can I ask you that?
1: Yeah, you can, because I don't think he was. I I honestly I don't think he was. I think that. Um, Billy the Kid, and this is just my 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 thoughts on it, uh-huh. but uh, I think that Billy the Kid was ready to give up his rowdy ways. I guess is the best right. way to put it, but to give up his rowdy his rowdy background. And the only way for that to happen, there was no way he knew as a person, and he knew as a man that there was no way there would always be somebody hunting him. Yeah, and so I I think that that whole thing with him and Pat Garrett and you know all of that uh i think that was a stage deal and i i think that billy the kid left into the sunset basically you know and um it, it just because of you know the way he was i just i i can't see um the story the way it's told right happening i just i don't know it just doesn't it doesn't quite lay right for me now do i believe brushy bill was billy the Kid? <laughs> yeah. i don't
0: know about you, that you, I mean, you just answered a- my next question
1: that, that's a whole nother story in itself. I, I suppose it's possible, well, but well, let me. I don't let, know.
0: Let me expand on that. There are two schools of thought. There, there were several people that you know kind of claimed they were Billy the Kid. Um, the, the most prevalent, the most famous was, of course, Brushy Bill Roberts, uh, who the Young Guns movie Part Two is kind of based on that character. Uh, right. That, that real life individual who passed away in Waco, Texas. That was did everything he could to. Uh, play off the fame of Billy the Kid and claim it was him, right? And of course, there's a lot of inconsistencies with his story. Uh, you know, for a long time before he decided to claim that he was Billy the Kid, he claimed that he rode with Jesse James and was part of that gang. Right? Um, there's actually a picture of Billy, or not Billy, of Brushy Bill Roberts on the deathbed of, uh, or standing next to the deathbed of James Dalton, who claimed to be Jesse James. Right, which that's another whole story in and of itself, an interesting story. Um, but Brushy Bill, there there were things that didn't match his family Bible, some dates, right? Other stories. There's another character I don't know if you're familiar with, who's who was buried in the Pioneer Home uh, outside of Phoenix, somewhere around the Phoenix area. His name was John Miller. Have you heard about him? No. Okay, John Miller never really claimed to be Billy the Kid. Unless it was in passing and he had to be extremely inebriated. Wow. And then when he when he was sober, his friends would say, Oh, you were telling us this story that you were built and he's like he would like, No, no, I'm just telling stories. Nothing to it, nothing to it. Well, after he died, supposedly there was evidence that they found in his home that indicated he was Billy yeah, the Kid.
1: And, and and the reason why I see that I don't I I don't know that the 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 story of pat garrett killing billy the kid and, and i kind of have have wonders about it is because when you look at that time frame um everything was calming down you know yeah. the 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 tunston sweeney thing was gone the cattle wars were kind of easing out you know all that stuff was kind of uh the west was becoming more civilized i guess is the best way right. to put it and i think that um i mean to me i think billy the kid was like there was nowhere for him to go he was like uh, there's no wars there's nowhere he was he he was that guy that just instigated you know and and so he he, he was lost and i think that's I, I just that's why i think he just kind of uh, for lack of better western <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> he rode off into the sunset you know I mean that's that's, I, I, that's just my my personal opinion of it well
0: the, the another interesting thing about John Miller I have a good friend that lives down the road in another New Mexico town who is a uh, uh, a detective uh, uh-huh. he's a former federal agent he is a detective uh, and he works a lot of these old west cases he was actually part of a party that exhumed the body of John Miller Oh, okay. And, uh, of course, there is no really any DNA to compare anything to. Right. Uh, the descendants of Billy the Kid are long gone. Uh, the body, supposedly, has been washed away in a flood That's that was buried up around, I think, Fort Stanton. Yeah. Um, so there's nothing really DNA-wise to compare it to. However, um, the when he exhumed the body, um, he, of course, 140 years ago, whatever, you know, There's not much there, just bits and pieces. He did get part of the the jaw, and uh, he said that the jaw, there's a a tooth in the front that's crooked, and it's at an angle exactly described in reports of Billy the Kid. Um, I I asked him one time, and there were some court orders that laid into effect regarding this, and he couldn't tell me the whole truth. And uh, I did ask my friend one time, I said, "Do do you think Billy the Kid... Was killed by Pat Garrett, and he said, "No, he said, I, I, I don't, I won't say that he was, and I won't say that he wasn't, but I, I don't. There's more to the story than what the history books tell us, right? So I think there's something to that. So anyway, the whole Billy the Kid story, it's local here, you know, it's it's in our area, and uh, I love it. That's one of the things that I loved about when I moved out here um, ten years ago. uh, That hey, this is Billy the Kid country." I can drive. You can drive around all the sites mentioned in Young Guns in one oh, day. Yeah. You can drive around, visit them. You can see the bullet hole in the wall up in Lincoln. You, you know, you yep. and I could get in the car and be there in less than an hour. Oh, and, exactly. Uh, that, that's a great place to. If you ride bikes, motorcycles. Oh man, this is the area uh, yeah. for it. Yeah. That, and then of course there's White Oaks. Uh, right. You, do you, you remember which scene in in Young Guns was famous for being in White Oaks?
1: I don't remember this okay. scene. I remember hearing about it, though. Yeah,
0: it's where the deputy goes in, and he says, that crowd out there, you know, they want you all, but I think I can appease them if you just give me the Indian, you know. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah and he yeah, says, right, yeah, right, we're right, going to give yeah. him the Indian. And he's like, yeah, Chavez, give him your coat and your hat. And he puts it on, and the guys start getting nervous. He's seeing where this is going. And, yeah. And Billy the Kid... He says "We're coming out and we're coming out shooting, and he pushes that deputy out, and the, the lynch crowd outside just blast away their own deputy. yeah, well supposedly that that incident that that was based on, I won't say that that exact incident, the one it was based on, happened there in White Oaks. Oh, okay, and when they ride into town initially, there's a sign on the outskirts of town that says "No scum allowed." And they're oh, joking. Wow. They're joking in the movie. what's scum? And he's like, "Well, I guess we're scum." Well, right. in White Oaks right now, they one of the. There, I think there's like two businesses there. One is a, a little uh, antique Western store. Yeah, you can buy old fashioned candy. Um, they have props in there that were used in the movie The Magnificent Seven. They rent oh, out wow. Western movie props, and then there is the No Scum Allowed Saloon. Which, yeah right. Which is a famous now biker bar. It's probably the most famous biker bar in the west. And uh, one of these days, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to. Or- Jim dares me to order chocolate milk in a dirty glass. So <laughs> yeah. So I'm probably going to do that. But I I do love the Western history here. I love the uh, nuclear, the atomic history here. Right. Um, which will you will find this very interesting. Next week, I told you to be prepared for next week. And then I yeah. told you I didn't need you. You want to know why? This is great. Oh, You're going to love this. Michael Shinnaberry is going to be my co-host next week.
1: Oh, heck.
0: Yeah, and he, he's right like, on. yeah, he knows everything about this yeah, area. Yeah,
1: Mike, Mike is super.
0: Yeah, folks, you are going to love Michael Shinnaberry next week. He's uh, head of, I hope I get his title right, uh, correct, the head of the de- uh, Department of Education for the National, uh, I, I guess it's National, is that the right word? The Local Space Museum. Uh, right, maybe it's a state space museum. It's state funded, so uh, he he works over there. He does a, a radio show two times a week in Alamogordo. He wrote a book called, and I hope I get the title of it right. Um, the f- famous Alamogordians. Uh, yeah, it'll come to me. I should know it because I'm in it. Yeah, I, I know legendary locals about. of Alamogordo that's it that's it legendary locals of alamogordo and uh yeah i was he i'll never forget i was down uh i think i was at the radio station one day he calls me up on my cell phone he says i i need to get with you and and talk to you for a few minutes and i need to get a photograph i was like what on earth for he says well Uh I, i need a picture of you and I was like okay how come and he says well I'm writing a book and I thought oh great you know <laughs> I was like, what kind of book are you writing you know he says well I'm doing one called legendary locals of Alamogordo and uh, I'm going to profile a 100 people in it and you're one of them and uh that was one of the biggest honors I think I've ever received and uh just just love the fact to be a part of that and uh, I guess the the reason he put me in it is at the time i was doing the jason kirkman show out of KH- right. KUPR. and to my knowledge i was the first and only person to ever have a syndicated radio show out of alamogordo right and of course i enjoyed that so uh we were able to do that and be a part of that and i was in the same book with um ham the chimp the space oh, okay. chimp yeah so yeah. i'm right up there with the primates and I, I say that tongue-in-cheek because there was a lot of people in there um well, a lot of people so.
1: i i i just um had a uh, uh the other day ran into <laughs> another one of our local legends yeah and, and uh um, he very well I, I i love the man to death and he made me feel so dang good and that's mr bob flott oh yeah bob uh, yep so we're standing we're standing in line at the local pharmacy and we're me and bob are talking and just kind of blah, blah 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 so several years ago um i went to bob and i said hey bob i said i've got these two christmas things that are strictly military and i'd love to record them you know and if you'll re- you know and we'll put them on the radio station you know kind of like psas you know and he's like well yeah that sounds cool and so I got it together we got a date and we sat down and we recorded and they're wonderful they're great and and we uh been and so it became a tradition at the holidays in the sure. last couple of years we haven't been able to get together but he's replayed what we had recorded right. you know and uh he we're standing in the pharmacy line, we're talking and he says to me, He said, Hey Rich, he said, You know what? He said, You gotta call me, man. He said, We can need to re record those Christmas things that you've done. He said, I want you to come down and re-record them. And I it made me feel so good that he remembers, you know, I mean it's I I, I mean, I know we're a big military town, but he he just knows where my heart's at, you know. And sure. it's, and and he's like he and I just it made me feel good. You know, it's like, hey, he wants me to come down here and do that. Yeah. You know, not you know, so it was it was pretty cool. I, I love Bob to you know, um, I I hate
0: to break this short, but we've got to handle the business. We're twenty one. Uh, no problem. Twenty one minutes into the program, and we need to handle the business, <laughs> folks. You're listening to the Biscuits and Gravy Show. Our corporate sponsor is the McDonald's Corporation, and uh, boy, I've been enjoying. I've been on a diet, Rich. A, a very very strict diet. Lost a few pounds, but I yeah. treat myself every now and then to one of those tiny little mcdonald's cheeseburgers and i'll tell you what when you're on a diet and you haven't had fast food in a while those things taste just as good as a big mac i guarantee it without so, a doubt yep also special thanks to our executive consultant rodney barden and uh, you can check out our website at our or vintagebiscuits.com they both go to the same place uh, also we have the rubber chicken club if you send me an email uh tell me that you are enjoying the program the email is our fantastic website at gmail.com i will do my best to send you a rubber chicken and you can take a yeah thank you there <laughs> rich that's that's rich's rubber chicken here's mine san antonio george there so uh and uh, then you take a picture of it we'll we'll put your picture on our rubber chicken hall of fame club um <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's the dog going after the chicken don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes we are heard on Leading Edge Radio Network Qstar FM, KKTY Tiger Country Radio they're out of Missouri man I, I kind of miss going back there I need to get back there sometime WBM Radio and Good Talk Radio as well as Delmarva Talk and uh, ApexRadioNet.com as well so uh, let's see Am I am I missing anything I don't think I'm missing anything I think that about handles the business there. So, uh, boy, we we talked a lot about local history, and uh, and uh, had a lot of we had a lot of fun with that. And there's there's so yeah. much more to it. There's oh, a no kidding. Uh, Michael Shinaberry and I were actually talking about doing a uh, podcast one time. Um, the you know kind of like an unsolved mysteries type radio yeah. show, but based solely on Otero County, because um, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, even UFO related right here in this oh, yeah. right even here in this county not even up by well they got it up by Roswell but it's here too
1: um, oh yeah definitely and
0: uh, just just a lot of stuff here that's just this place is full of mystique and mystery and uh, and wonder um the mountains are beautiful the white sands are beautiful you you really ought to check out Otero County even if you just take a take a tour in your web browser it's worth it worth the time to sit back and kill an hour and see what we got going on here because it's fun so uh rich what have you been up to this week
1: uh just to work and mostly uh you know i imagine today's...
0: you all been busy real
1: busy real yeah? busy
0: yep me too still hiring people left and right here and there so i guess if you heard what pelosi said i think it was this last week they asked they asked her about the um you know the debates, and she said, "This is so funny." Don't her first thing she said was, "Don't tell Joe Biden." Yeah, she's being recorded yeah. for national radio. Don't tell Joe Biden. Yeah, because yeah. he doesn't listen to the news about himself. I'm sure. Uh, right. But, but she she doesn't think they ought to have the debates. And uh, uh, yeah, what's your thought on that? I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, because she knows that's a no win situation for the Democratic Party.
1: Yeah, there, there's yeah. no
0: way they can win that. Joe Biden's going to get up there, and he's he's either going to he he's he's going to slur his speech. His thought process is going to trip. Right. It, it, that's that's what I would predict, and I think that's kind of what they're they may not predict it, but the in the it's in the back of their mind. This, this is oh gonna, yeah, you know. But also, if they don't debate, it's going to look like Joe Biden is afraid of that his party's afraid of that or they they or they're afraid that they just can't beat him in a debate.
1: It, yeah, I think it's it, it's a it's a lose lose proposition for him and that's what they're afraid of. No, oh, well,
0: I'm just I'm I'm sitting back eating the popcorn. I love just watching the <laughs> the debates about the debate, you know. So I right. I'm, I'm anxious to see what'll happen there. Um it'll it'll definitely be interesting uh to see what happens. I saw a bumper sticker not oh some months back that said i'm i'm joe biden and i forgot this message and uh, <laughs> i thought that was pretty good um but yeah. I, in all fairness you know i i've watched some of the videos of joe biden's and he him being uh incognitive and tripping up on his thought process and i gotta say um all kidding aside it, it wouldn't matter who that was in the, in this country i would feel sorry for anybody in that state
1: Oh yeah, without uh, a doubt.
0: I do. But at the same time I'd even feel sorrier for our country if a man like that was president. Um or even sorrier for what's what's next in line. I correct me right. if I'm wrong, if he uh was to if Miss Harris was to become president, I think the next in line for vice president would be Pelosi.
1: No, so no, so that's that. Yeah, that's that's the narrative that has. Yeah, been, that, I was going
0: to ask you, is that correct? I'm. I should know this, and I don't.
1: Uh, it's the narrative that's been batted around. So, the so. The reason and, and and so, if you look at travels, the reason why the president and the vice president do not travel together has to do with the accession of power. Right. So the only way the speaker of the house becomes president is if both of them are killed at the same time. Okay, so if you lose if you lose the president and the vice president basically back to back, right. then it's an then it's an automatic accession for the speaker of the house to become president.
0: Who becomes the vice president when the vice president becomes president?
1: So it's appointed. Okay. It, it's an it's an appointed position at that point. So then it goes through well, a whole here in, hear- in it all it goes fairness, through a whole hearing process in all fairness. That
0: could turn out to be Pelosi.
1: Oh yeah, I mean yeah, but not by default. But not by default. It's not an automatic. It's not if the president was if the president died or was ruled incompetent, whatever, couldn't do the job, and and the vice president becomes the president. Then they then they choose and appoint somebody. You know, very similar to um, if if a Supreme Court justice here in new mexico uh quit died whatever in the middle of their term the depending on where it is in the term uh, um, whether it's before the half or after the half but the governor gets to a point you know so it's kind of the same idea
0: right yeah Spe- uh, speaking of um politics and uh, whatnot the governor of new mexico is starting to loosen up her reins around our individual freedoms just a little bit
1: yeah yeah
0: and what i mean by that i'll expand on that is uh you know before churches were at 25% capacity churches are now at 40% limitations um also restaurants no indoor dining that has changed right. to 25% right now
1: uh everything else correct me if i'm wrong everything else is still the same pretty much um I, I unfortunately, I've you know over the last several months of watching this governor and and watching what she's done to the state, uh, I I have this bad feeling that we're going to come out of Labor Day mm-hmm. and she's and she's gonna and she's gonna do again her little talking to the kindergartners. You all didn't follow the rules, so right. now we have to go back into lockdown.
0: Now, I will I will say this. Now you and I are talking about New Mexico, but. And I've stated it before. When it comes to well, I you know people you know back in Missouri, Michigan, what other Illinois? Well, that's interesting, but it doesn't apply to me because I don't live in that state. You, uh, if you haven't noticed, the governors throughout this entire thing have been watching each other like hawks to see what each other could get away with. So yes, you you better keep a sharp eye on what's going on in Michigan. You better keep a sharp eye with what's going on in New Mexico and California because your governor, I don't care where they are or who they are, uh, to some extent within reason. There are some good governors out there who are conservative and they they stand for the liberties and freedoms. But for the most part, they're watching because they want to know what they can get away with. And if they think for a minute they can can follow suit with what somebody else is doing, then they'll do it where you live.
1: It's... uh I have family in in upstate New York, and mm-hmm. um, and and we talk. Well, we talk every week, and um, you know we start comparing. You know between what's happening here, what's happening there. Yeah. And the similarities are immense. You know, and and so you can see it across the board. It's it's. You know, yeah, we talk about our personal experiences here in New Mexico, but if you expand those, you know, I I always say that when you when you look at the smallest part of government whether it be your city government your county government whatever it's only a microcosm of what's happening nationally oh yeah you you know you just expand it to larger and larger and larger uh entities you know and it's and it but it's all the same
0: yep absolutely so keep an eye on what's going around you on around you even if it's you know across the continent because it is very important um California's gotten so bad; it's it's like it is like a whole other country there. Um, I just read a report today that there are droves of people moving out of California and moving into Arizona.
1: Yeah, I which, heard the same thing. Which
0: makes me a little nervous um, because I know that even though there's a migration, how much of that mentality are they bringing with them? Are they They're, bringing all right. you know? And uh, it makes me nervous because Arizona is a place that uh, I someday hope to live. And uh, we'll we'll wait and see, but because uh, states have changed their their political viewpoints based on the people that have moved uh, right. into those states, it it happened years ago. When uh, I do know for a fact that a lot, a lot of people from Arkansas uh, moved into uh, the Detroit and Flint, Michigan area, right. areas back when you know the the um, automotive industry was in its prime. Right. and they were hiring people left and right and you had these migrant workers in, in arkansas that were out of work and here's this promise of jobs up north time to go and they did right. and i personally knew a lot of those old timers and their children and descendants and uh of course they took a lot of their political views with them and they'd influenced uh there, there sure. could be a whole sh- whole show about that so so, so
1: I- I've, I've got a question for you, Sure. and, and this is a bit of a hot-button item going on in the news right now or oh, going on in the okay. country.
0: Well, that's what I'm good so, for.
1: So, um, from your perspective as a ex-law enforcement officer, uh, I what, do you, I know what, what do you think about... <laughs> you think you know where it's going. I on. think I do. <laughs> so, what, what is your take on this young man in Wisconsin?
0: Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I don't have all of the facts. Yeah. The facts that I do have, he's 17 years old. He right. he took it upon himself to pick up a weapon and cross the state line. Um it and I'm I'm playing both sides of the fence here, okay? Um it looked to me just you you pick up an AR15, you put it in your car and you drive into a war zone. You're looking for a fight. Right, right. So that's the first thing he's got against against him. Did he have a right to be there? Yes. Did he have a right to have a firearm with him? As far as I know, he did. I don't know of any restrictions that kept him. Did he have a right to use it in self-defense? It appears to me he did. Did he use it justifiably in self-defense? Yes, I believe he did, based on what I know so far. Right, right. Um. I understand he's being charged with murder. Is that correct?
1: That was the last thing I heard, okay. yeah.
0: you got to remember, too, when you got you got a situation like you had in St. Louis with a couple that were standing outside their home with with unloaded firearms right. that, that are being charged because they were protecting their property, but they were being charged with brandishing weapons that didn't even work, Um, which there's an interesting story about that. The... I'm going to shift gears here a little bit. The woman that was holding her pistol, that pistol did not work. Wow. It went to the crime lab, and uh, Kim Gardner, the prosecuting attorney, from what I understand, ordered the crime lab to repair it so it would be in working order and they could present it in court as a working firearm.
1: Oh, my God. She
0: got caught doing that and uh of course that fell through and of course the gov- uh, the not the governor the attorney general of Missouri saw to it that all charges were dropped but that being said i'm going back to this we're in a climate right now yes it's better to be judged by 12 than carried by 6 you shouldn't right. in some of these situations we shouldn't be judged at all clear cut case of self defense Right. So but we've got we've got a climate a wave of prosecutors across the country that are not taking their their oath the constitution into
1: consideration. They're just they're rogue. That's what it is. So so I segue into this thought now. Was that was was that incident the proverbial shot heard around the world because now we have a person who was murdered in Portland um that is supposedly one of the patriot Par- patriot yeah. patriot prayer people that was shot in the chest so now was that incident in Wisconsin the proverbial shot heard around the world I, or are they both kind of I don't think uh, so. Okay. And and I'll tell you why. Um, When
0: you re- reference the proverbial shot heard around the world, you're talking about the, uh, the shots fired during the Revolutionary War, the first shot right. of the battle. Right. That really kicked it all off. During that skirmish, it was organized uh,
1: right.
0: by local militia people. They faced off with the redcoats on the green. It was organized. It w- and, and the order was, uh, to the colonial p- folks... Don't shoot! Don't shoot unless you're fired upon. Mm-hmm. Um, the shot heard round the world. Nobody really knows what happened, how that first shot got fired, or who f- who fired it. From what I understand, right. But the but the point was, it was organized. They went out there. They may not have been in uniform, but they were in formation. Okay. They yep. they, they had their. It was a citizenry militia. They were prepared to go into battle. And that was the shot that was heard around the world. So what you're talking right now is individuals and skirmishes. And I think the shot heard around the world is going to be when a militia, an organized group of men who are armed, somewhat trained, somewhat trained, and definitely under orders, an understanding of orders, like this is what's going to happen, this is how we're going to do it, and you need to follow this, and if you don't, there will be consequences, a little bit of discipline. I yeah. think that shot heard round the world will happen when a group like that face off on the steps of a state capitol or a governor's mansion or something like that.
1: I okay. think uh, that yeah. will be I...
0: the point when it when you will you can easily reference the shot heard round the world. Okay. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, it does. Yeah, no, no. That's why I wanted. That's that's kind of why I wanted to segue into that. Really yeah, I'm glad did you did. Your,
0: that's a really I good wanted, point. I wanted
1: to get your thoughts on that. That was and, exactly. And I, I hope
0: was. for the sake of our country, things never get the, that bad, to where we can reference that. I really, really do. Um, however, if things do get that bad, where we need to reference that. I hope, I pray to God, that there's enough men in this country who will stand together with the gumption and the bravery and the courage of heart to do what needs to be done. Oh, without now, a doubt. Now, that being said, so- I am not advocating the throw of any city, municipal, state, county, uh, federal government, or anything. I'm referencing, at this point, the the part in our founding documents that say there may come a time when we have to... Um, uh, abolish or right. uh, or change or alter alter or abolish uh the the government and the powers that be that that is actually right. in 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 our the way we're set up it allows us to do that it's a self-checking system right and right. the funny thing is about this this, this day and age you you mention that you know that that's in the constitution that's that's one of our founding you know our rights Right. Um, you're the Democrats will label you a terrorist. They oh yeah. Will, they will label you uh, an anti-government extremist. Mm, on the contrary, I'm very, very much pro-government. I'm pro-government the way it was meant to be and meant to be set up, not what they're turning it into. So, right. um, so I'm just trying to see? balance out the, at what might people might perceive as being extreme on my part when it really isn't.
1: So did you see any of the video after the convention, uh, particularly that of Senator uh, Rand Paul? No, I did not. So Rand Paul and his wife, um, you know, they were um, encircled by the protesters there in D.C. And, um, you know, his wife wrote a, a pretty good thing, you know. And, and now, you know, and, and, and it was taking the police to actually... Have a walking barricade to get some of these people to their hotels there in D.C. Um, It's it's uh, it's a very uh, interesting, you know. Now now Rand Paul, he's he's on his soapbox, man. You know, he's he's like, okay, it's time to do something about this, you know. So I I I, I'm looking at these things, and it finally is somebody finally going to wake up and go. We gotta do something, you know. I mean, after all of this time, yeah. You know, and and hopefully it goes both sides, you know. I'm, sure. I'm not one. I'm not one sided in this, and and I'm not one to say that there's not things that uh, that happen that that uh, shouldn't happen. You know, I mean, holy smokes, you know, I mean, uh, and that's that that goes to both sides of. But it doesn't make every. It doesn't, you know. Uh, some cops do wrong. It doesn't make them all bad, you know, and that's with any group of people. You know, some do wrong. It doesn't make the whole it doesn't make the whole barrel bad. You know, you know, that's that's the that's the thing that that I look at. You know, it's like, you know, stop stop trying to demean a whole group of people because of something a few do. Yeah. You know, that's 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 where our problems at. But I, I, I do have an interesting quote here.
0: Okay, great. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's a good segue. And, you know, we usually and, we do the quotes and, the first part of the show, so
1: <laughs> and 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 it kind of goes with what we've been talking about. Okay, um, the quote is, and I, I, I'll give you a, a guess of where this quote comes from. Okay, one does not establish a dictatorship in order to safeguard a revolution. One makes the revolution in order to establish the dictatorship.
0: Hmm, sounds like. I don't know that. That could be on both sides of the fence. Uh, somebody's saying it as a matter of fact, or somebody's saying, "As this is what we need to be aware of."
1: Uh, I could guess Winston Churchill. You're close. It's it's actually um, Mr. Orwell. Oh, and okay. It comes straight out of nineteen eighty four.
0: Interesting. So, okay. Uh, out
1: of his book nineteen eighty four. Um, so it's yeah, it's an interesting thing. You know that you know people talk about dictatorships and and things like that. And then, uh, uh, you know, and and really, it's it's this this protest revolution that's going on that's gonna if if it continues, if if, it, if that's what's going to change the shape, you know. Yeah. I mean that's and unfortunately, right now, what we're seeing doesn't look like a good shape. And another interesting quote from that same from George L. Orwell and uh, 1984 and out of the book 1984 is power is in tearing human minds to pieces and putting them together again in new shapes of your own choosing hmm interesting so, so does that go uh, you know I take that sort of like propaganda you know uh, when you right. look at prop when you look at propaganda basically it's it, it it's, it's tearing down and, and trying to put into the minds of people this whatever whatever the the agenda the dictomy whatever you want to call it that they want to that they want to push forward you know so that's kind of my my take on that that quote you know is right you know uh
0: you know there is there's a new word that's coming out uh and it might even make it into the dictionary the word is doom scrolling have you heard of this word no doom scrolling. It's a newish. I want to just read this right from the article. A newish, uh, newish word that's come about during the pandemic is doom scrolling. The act of reading the seemingly endless stream of upsetting news headlines that emerge on a social media in times of distress. The word has become so popular the past couple of months that the Merriam-Webster recently flagged it as one of the words in its watch list for the upcoming dictionary. Doom that's- scrolling
1: that's interesting though and, and you know what there are people out there i mean there there's people out there that's all they're looking for is and and it's on you know all sides of the spectrum you know they're yeah. they're they're looking for that doom and gloom you know i mean it's it, it, you know whichever whichever way you look at the society or or what's going on in the world whether it's from one side other side, in the middle, uh, yeah, there are people like that. There's no doubt about it.
0: I remember when I first got on Facebook, I used to scroll and I thought, oh man, there's another stupid keyboard cat video.
1: Another one. Oh no, another right, one.
0: Right. Now I'm like, scrolling real fast going, where's the cat videos? Where's the cat videos? <laughs> yeah. I need a cat yeah, video. Right. So, Looking for the funny
1: stuff. Yeah. That,
0: and on. you know, speaking of which, that's why we have the Biscuits and Gravy Bunch page. That's exactly why we have it. I declined. I, I deleted a couple of comments on there today they they weren't bad or vulgar or anything but it, it was one of them was hey did you guys watch so-and-so give her speech at the rnc it was awesome and i thought you know what you can get that anywhere right you, you, this this page is meant to be a distraction a place right, where you right. can get a smile get your blood pressure down a little bit because we've got liberals and democrats on that page that's fine right that's fine we've even got liberals that listen to this podcast to this show and that's fine we love you we sincerely do um we we may not change your mind but hey if we entertain you and make you smile that's cool too um because that's <laughs> i hate to say it but that's one of the products of capitalism we get to do what we get to do and you get to do what you get to do so um but that's why we have that page and and i've been real real selective about what goes on it i i have two rules um, I discourage any political post whatsoever, whether it's conservative or, or liberal. Uh, every once in a while, one of the other uh, administrators will let one through, and, and that's fine. Um, but the other rule that I have is basically, I have a very sweet and godly mother. And and I, since I created this page, and of course there's other administrators beside myself, I have the same rule for that page that I do for my own Facebook feed. If I would be embarrassed for my mother to see it, I don't approve it. Right. I, that's just the way it is, the way I am. I you know, so it's clean. It's clean humor. Um somebody recently called me, and I love this title. I might put it on a business card. <laughs> um Doctor of Delightful Distraction. Yeah. So I I I really like that. That's one of the best compliments I think I've ever ever received and you know i'll tell you this lord knows i need a distraction every now and then (laughs) i i do man you know years ago in another life when i was with another person and other people um that's why i bought a motorcycle right (laughs) so that i remember when i got that motorcycle my son who was about seven at the time uh i took him on a ride everybody was gone i said let's go for a ride i bought him a helmet we get back home he slides off the bike and he says dad i get it i get why you do this now yeah yeah so uh I've, yeah you I've ride
1: ju- i like, yeah i'm uh I'm, pre- I'm presently without two wheels oh but, man yes, i wish that I, wasn't the case i i do ride and and i always every, you know I, when people say well why do you like to ride so much i said look i said to me getting on that bike and going somewhere is like to somebody who likes to have that six-pack after work yeah it's the, it's the same i said you know i said although you're you're hyper alert of everything around you it's still like being in another world you know oh. it's, it, it just it's it has a very calming nature for me that's that's all it it's just yeah a very calm until your
0: feet are on those pegs and you're doing at least sixty miles an hour, you will never get it. Right, right. Never, you will never understand it. You can't get on a roller coaster ride and get the same effect.
1: No, it, it,
0: not. It, it's a different effect. It's still good, you know, but still, it's it's the same. You're in control of where that goes yeah. and how far you how far you go and how fast you go and uh, what curves you take and there's nothing like it in the world and go ahead
1: that and it seems like on a bike you see i could drive the same road in my car Mm -hmm. and and ride the same road on my bike two different roads and and it is it it is two different roads it's like when you're on a motorcycle you see more around you i don't know it's like it's like you get a bigger picture of of what's around you and i think that's you know i I don't know it just seems it's uh, and and i don't know if that comes partly with the hyper alertness of being on a bike because obviously it's much more dangerous than being in a car yeah a little bit of that uh, i mean and so i don't know if it's because you're kind of hyper alert to everything around you so you kind of see more than like when you're driving your car or what it is but there's something about it it really is there's really something about
0: it and honestly, that's why I wear a half helmet versus a whole helmet. Right, a little bit more that breeze. You know, I like coming home and and you know, getting the floss and taking the bug, <laughs> taking the bugs out of my teeth. You know, right. I like that. Um, it, it it is a different effect. I mean, me and a friend have a joke too. Uh, my friend Mitchell, you know Mitchell. And we always we always joke and say that you know the only thing a helmet does is determine whether or not you're going to have a closed casket or not. It does you know it's uh, yeah. very few. Now I, we say that jokingly. I have gone down twice on my bike where if I hadn't had a helmet on, I'd have been knocked sillier than I already am. Um, <laughs> I have no doubt about that because my my noggin hit that side you know the pavement and the curb one time pretty pretty hard, and I was glad I had that helmet. I wasn't even going very fast. It was back when I was first learning to ride, so the helmet is there for a good reason. I see a lot of folks riding in New Mexico. There's no helmet law here, and uh, I, I I appreciate the fact that they're exercising their freedom not to wear a helmet. Uh, not me. I'll wear one every time. Yeah,
1: I I dumped a bike uh, a number of years ago, too, and, and it was kind of funny. I mean, I, I didn't get hurt in the situation, but I was wearing a helmet, and I i got up from the from the dumping it and i thought well my head never hit the ground i i don't know you know this helmet thing you know and i i kind of was yeah doing the and and so i'm unstrapping my helmet i take my helmet off and i turn it around and i look at it and there's a huge scuff mark right oh yeah right like where the forehead you know where the helmet comes across your forehead great big old scuff mark where i had rolled over and it scuffed at the at the forehead and scuffed all the way across the across the helmet you know and yeah. i thought wow man and i don't even remember my head being on the ground you know so it's kind of
0: you <laughs> know it's i'm laughing because when you go down on a bike you might seriously hurt yourself and you won't know it for a day or two
1: oh well yeah
0: yeah yeah i yeah, I, the- uh, I fractured my <laughs> sternum on the bike oh my goodness yeah my sternum actually protrudes a little bit out of my chest a little bit um might something my wife notices quite a bit um eh. but I, I remember you know back in that other life when i had that motorcycle i was told "Well, you're going to kill yourself you know and, and of course i bought the bike anyway and did it you know right well i took the bike down i i fractured a couple of ribs and in, in that sternum I, I didn't dare say anything about it at home because i would never heard the end of it i told you right. you're going to kill yourself so for like 6 months I was crawling into bed going uh, I think I slept on it wrong again last night, you know, just mm-hmm. playing it off. But uh, and that's why now I, I um uh, especially during the cooler months I wear some protective gear. Uh Oh yeah. Sarah just bought me a my birthday's coming up in 2 weeks and uh Sarah gave me my birthday present a little early. I got a set of saddlebags and a new motorcycle jacket with the armor in it and um pretty happy, oh, cool, pretty yeah. stoked about that. But, if you know a guy that rides a motorcycle and his birthday's coming up, you can't go wrong with motorcycle gear.
1: No, without a doubt.
0: Even if it's just a sticker to put on his windshield, you know, all that stuff is cool. Speaking of which, do you remember Tim Collins from Forty Times Around? When he was a guest on the show. Yeah, the motor. Yeah, he. I. Uh, I. I sent off for a sticker from him to put on my bike. And uh mailed that the order for him in and he sent me three extras for free. Oh cool. Yeah, so hey still listening to the podcast. Hope you're enjoying uh the, the YouTube channel. His YouTube channel is really amazing forty times around. And yeah. uh I, I love watch the he, he lives the bachelor's dream. He really <laughs> does. He's on this adventure bike, he travels all over the continent, um mostly in the United States going from town to town uh getting paid by youtube he has sponsors he's visiting the state parks historical sites he's making videos about how to how to camp um camping is one thing camping on a motorcyclist totally different because you have to be a minimalist to do that right um but i'm, I'm he's I'm, I'm living vicariously through him just a little bit um <laughs> i've told sarah before if i hadn't met her um, I'd I'd be doing what he's doing, you know. Right. So I have no regrets. Let me make that statement and sign the waiver right there. I have no regrets about anything. But uh, there's always another life we have in the back of our mind oh, somewhere, without
1: a doubt. Yeah,
0: you know. So uh, I could have been a CIA agent or
1: something. <laughs> uh, you know,
0: James Bond or something. You know, I think every guy wants to be James Bond. See, see and I'm I'm, I'm I'm
1: I'm much simpler than that. Yeah. If, if I was again no regrets i have no regrets in my life but if i could go back and and change anything i would have a ranch with horses and oh yeah there you go i would be in the middle i'd be out in the middle of nowhere man that that's just but that's me
0: yeah well Uh, you know i'm gonna talk about that real quick we talked about this once on the show before and and once before i got a got a young friend up in uh, up in one of the northern state who's a rancher he he's a cattle he's a cowboy uh-huh. And he raises cattle and stuff, and he made the comment one day: "You, you young whipper snappers who dress in the boots and the big belt buckles and you've never stepped in a pile of manure in your life, don't call yourself a cowboy." Right. And I took offense to that, and uh, I told him why. I said, "There's two kinds of cowboys." I said, "There's there's your kind who take the beef to market, and we're all grateful for it. You're you're what built America." I said, "But there's another kind of cowboy." And that's the cowboy that holds the door open for the young lady that's you know the the cowboy that'll step up and raise a right. fist to somebody in you know in in defense of somebody else. there's the cowboy at heart, and I said it takes both of those cowboys to make America great I said I'm the second cowboy i've I've stepped in manure but not not in the same context right, right. As, that he has you know i've I've never branded a cow, never roped one um but you know, I was a cop for years. That's a that's a kind of a cowboy, uh... having a mentality and uh, the heart helping the helping the underprivileged. Um, it, it's a mentality. It's a, honesty and integrity is part of the spirit of the cowboy. Right, so there's right. two kinds of the American cowboy, and I I am proud to say I've never roped a steer and I don't know how and I sure ain't fixing to start in now. But as the old song goes, uh, <laughs> I am proud to be an American cowboy. So. yeah
1: you know it's uh yeah just i i joke with my father all the time you know my my dad is still up in upstate new york and uh i i joke with him a lot because you know he's he's always like are you ever gonna come back to new york i'm like heck no i like it out here yeah. you know and i always joke with him i said you know i said here's the problem he's like what's that i said you and mom weren't out here in the west when i was born i said i just right. know i was born in the wrong place Yeah, That's i hear all.
0: you yeah <laughs> yep and if you've been transplanted out here you you get that feeling you get that understanding well <laughs> oh, there's san antonio george it is time for us to bid you adieu and head back to the barn rich i want to thank you for joining me for this hour it's been lovely
1: <laughs> it's yes, been fun it's-
0: been uh, great yeah it has been it's always a pleasure I'm looking forward to having you on again sometime in the near future I appreciate you filling in every time uh, Jim, ah, Jim is out no uh, problem so uh, next week Michael Shinneberry that'll be a treat for everybody and uh, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes um, for Jim keep your Amber alerts on the life you save might be someone you love spend some time with your kids it's very very important You got anything you want to leave us with, Rich?
1: Yes, I do. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate, and only love can do that. Uh, That was the great Dr. Martin Luther King. Uh, His words are amazing. Uh, On the other hand of that, think of that. Remember, he put his life on the line for you, too.
0: Yep. Amen. Y'all have a good night. We'll see you next time right here on the Biscuits and Gravy Show.